Hello, everyone, and welcome to the This Is The Music Meets podcast. For episode 66 of the podcast, I'm delighted to have been joined by Monza Express, a five-piece indie band from Aberdeen in Scotland. At the time of recording this podcast, we're just a couple of days away from the release of the band's brand new single, Back of the Queue. As well as discussing the new single, we're going to talk about the band's upcoming gig at the iconic Cavern Club, as well as the band's plans for 2023. So Fraser and Sean, welcome along to episode 66 of the This Is The Music Meets podcast. How are you both doing? Doing well, thanks. I've been I've yeah. had a nice day off enjoying the sunshine when I should have been packing and getting ready for tomorrow. That's but, but my kids have been sent to grandparents, so the evening is mine now. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'll probably thanks. just open a, I'll probably just open a beer and then tomorrow I'll pack like a madman. <laughs> the best way. Leave it to the very, very end. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of like then, before we um, go on to talk about, uh, obviously, Back of the Queue that's coming out on Friday, um, let's go back like right to the very beginning. Um, so kind of like then, when you were growing up, were you like quite musical um, in terms of like, you know, like listening to music? Um, and can you remember like when you first, um, you know, started playing uh, like music? Um, I... I probably was quite into music, not overly so. I, one of my older brothers was all about the charts and top of the pops and the radio and everything, but I wasn't until a bit later. I remember going on holiday when I was about 10 to Mallorca and it was a karaoke bar and I, I got into singing then. <laughs> and other than that, doing like local drama group stuff, various kind of things like panto yeah. or musicals and things. I did that kind of stuff as a little kid for a while and then in my teenage years. And it wasn't until I was about 15, 14 or 15, um, we were listening to a radio quiz and one of the questions was, it was kind of Beatle-related in some way. My mum pulled out the Blue Album on vinyl and then one of my other, bro- my other brother ended up putting it on and listening to it. And I quite liked that. And then I heard the Red Album as well and liked that. And then I went on holiday to Torquay and we watched a Beatles tribute band down there and that was me hooked. I knew what I wanted to do then. Um, And I managed to convince my parents to get me a guitar, a little Squire Stratocaster. And then all my friends at that time were mad about Oasis and I managed to get tickets for that. This was like 97 yeah, at Aberdeen, and that was, was no turning back from there for me. That was me. I was all about music from then on. <laughs> and how about you, Sean? Is it a sort of similar, um, sort of sort of story there to Fraser? Yeah, it's similar. Um, my dad was very into music. He was maybe slightly different kind of music than what I would have than what I'm into. But um, yeah, I, I was listening to music certainly from. A youngish age, I wouldn't. When I started, you know, developing my own kind of taste for music, I was probably maybe just going into the end of primary into the academy. Um, but that was kind of the the era where it was quite punky with Green Day, Blink One Eight Two. So that's kind of what I um, grew up listening to. There was Oasis chucked in there as well, but not so much. Um, and then 
I started playing the piano when I was, I think it was middle of primary school all the way up to the academy. And then when I got to the academy, I uh, got a taste for playing the guitar and I was kind of hooked from then. So probably about 12, 13, I started playing the guitar. Yeah, sure. Okay, so not too dissimilar. And can you then, obviously you've mentioned there with sort of like a couple of albums, um, Fraser, that you sort of first got, you know, listened to in particular. So can you then maybe remember like the first single or maybe an album um, that you purchased? First single I think I bought with my own money was Shakademus and Pliers doing Twist and Shout. Right, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That that was when I was in primary seven, so... I remember getting that. I still remember the cover for it vividly as well. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Sean? I'm just trying to rack my brains. What I would have bought, I th- oh, I do. Oh, I tell you, do you know what I bought? I I got a lot of at Christmas time, and I think I might have bought was you know when the now the now albums. Yeah, were yeah. I think that's probably maybe the first. What I bought, I think. Yeah. I think. Remember which, which now which, it was. I was just thinking that. I can't remember which one it was. No, I wouldn't like to say. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I, no. I'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite nice, isn't it, to sort of like, you know, reflect back and have a little look and see whether or not if the, um, you know, if there's anything like, you know, sometimes you get some embarrassing ones, don't you, in there that you sort of think, oh, I wish I'd never got that now, but... Seems like that you boys were pretty. Oh, pretty I got a raft of, of raft of singles around, and probably like every week, and end up in Woolworths and pick up something. And there's some terrible ones in there as well, no doubt. Aqua Barbie girl. No, I never got that one. Actually, my my pocket money had probably been taken off me that week. So. <laughs> Brilliant. So obviously, um, Monza Express um, formed in 2017. So kind of like how then did that happen? Did, you know, were you like friends at maybe like college or something like that? How, yeah. How did um, it work out? Well, I I first met, I used to work offshore on the rigs in Aberdeen. Mm. And the first time I met Sean, he actually came out there as my boss, fresh out of the box. Right. Wow. <laughs> Which didn't last very long as my boss because he was kind of sold the wrong job. But um. <laughs> So I'd met him then and we'd just been chatting because we were both in bands way back. And I think if I remember right, Sean, was it not like a vague do I know you kind of thing when we yeah. first met? Yeah, yeah. Um, because we moved in similar circles with the local mm. scene. So we've been in bands then that bad my first band split up in like 2008. I took a few years off and then I ended up in another band and when that split up, that was in 2017, by which point I was working on shore, sat next to Sean in the office. And it was just me and Deco, the drummer, our previous band, two of the guys had left, they both moved away from town. And we were a bit, don't want to stop doing tunes, we're like yeah. something to do through the week. So we had a jam session with... He had a visitor to his work who was over from India who wanted to just play some. He said he wanted to play British music with a British band. So there was the three of us and Chris, our keyboard player, I invited him along because I was friends with him. We were three mutual friends for a couple of years. And we just played like 
I mean, we played so many Eagles songs and random things. I, I wasn't singing this big, this six foot eight Indian was singing all these songs. That was <laughs> oh, wow. Gonna laugh. But then once it was finished, we were like, that was quite fun. We'll do something next week. So it was me, Deco on drums, and then I'd said to Chris, you fancy coming along again? He was like, yeah. So we we'll get extra folk. And I thought, well, I'll ask Sean, because sitting next to him at work, we were always chatting about music most of the time, oh. whether it was bands we'd been in or just what we were listening to, what we had listened to. And then Greg, the bass player, was the bass player of my first band, who knew Deco from them working together at right. some point uh, yeah. in the past. Um, in the messy Argos stock room of Aberdeen, which if you got enough of those people on a on a for a chat, you'd get a podcast series, I think, from Stories Year. Um <laughs> so we just the next week we just decided to meet up there. Um and we were only playing just covering songs, just that someone would come with a random fancy playing this tonight, and we would and then we'd do that. And that went on for a good bit of time. I mean, we say we formed in 2017, we were all turning up then, but we weren't actually, but we weren't booked under a name or anything. <laughs> we yeah, were just turning yeah. up and playing covers just for something to do. There was no grand plan at that stage. It wasn't until we started playing tunes we'd had, that we'd written previously for old bands, having all been in bands before. And then eventually we started our own stuff, our new stuff started creeping because everyone was getting the bug again. Yeah. I don't know if Sean's got anything odd I can over no. to <laughs> that up. Absolutely spot on. That's to a T. So so kind of like then obviously you've just mentioned there that um uh, obviously that the, the the name obviously wasn't under Monza Express at that sort of moment in time. So so kind of like first of all then when when did that happen? Um, and then kind of like as well, what was what was like the inspiration um, for the band name? Of uh, When we decided we needed a name to start doing stuff, we are like, oh, we should, because we've been writing stuff and singing by playing it. And we're like, we'll maybe start thinking about a gig, but we need to get a name first and like set up like the social media and everything. And we had weeks and weeks trying to think of a name. It was a long, drawn-out process. It to was even tremendous. At one point, we all had to come up or come to practice with some names that we liked. We had a bit of paper on the wall. We all wrote down our suggestions, and then we kind of... What, what did we do, Fraser? We, were we did, to... like, a vote. We did. We turned it like a tournament <laughs> thing. It was like, right, you vote your winner out of this one because you had to pick... I mean, you had your you could have as many on a list as you wanted, but you could only pick three of them to go into the tournament, and you had to pick one from somebody else's. Right. Okay. So, but what is about this whole thing is what we ended up finishing. Our, our, our final <laughs> one. Everyone looked at each other a bit like, "No, nah, we nah. don't want that." <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> what was like, it? The Sherbet Club, I think it was. Sherbet Club. I think that was a, like a piss take name I'd chucked in at some. I think I'd seen it somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but we had seen it. But we thought, well, we'll go with that. And then we're like, nah, none of us were really feeling it. And then when we were leaving the rehearsal space, we went to the reception there. We said to the guy, what do you think of this one? I mean, and he was like, nah, what other <laughs> names have you got? And we told him, and he was a bit. 
Ah, uh, that's all right, I suppose. And so we're a bit like that. No, we're back to the drawing board. And then we're back at, me and Sean are back at work and we were reading a bit of corporate press from, because we work in marine logistics with the mm -hmm. vessels going out the offshore. Um, one of the corporate press from them and it had just basically, bits about their various boats and stories about them like safety records and things but we've turned a page and there was one that said Monza Express makes music and it was about a car carrying vessel in the Mad. Mediterranean and they'd installed a music room for the crew so it was all guitars and everything but wow that's not a bad idea <laughs> and it's, it's not it's not even called that anymore the, the no. vessel of Monza Express doesn't even exist now so it's all up <laughs> I got on there and done a video or something. <laughs> yeah, so we, we were like, I will go with that. And we just, I think Deco's response when we suggested that was, that's quite a cool name. Are we cool enough for that? <laughs> then I, I just went, nah, I saw that that's it. <laughs> that's all. So that's the lead singer pulling rank. Went, no, the lead singer and rhythm guitar. I get two votes. I win. <laughs> Well, you got to exercise that vote at some point, as you say. So, yeah, why not? So well, fact, um, we, we could have still been looking for a name now if I hadn't just went with that. <laughs> the band with no name could have been uh, could have been in the running by the sounds of yeah. it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, um, uh, back of the queue uh, is due for release uh, this Friday, uh, the second of June. Um, how excited um, are you? Obviously, it's the first single. Um, of 2023 so sort of how excited are you to be releasing new music for the first time this year yeah i think um it's been a long time coming um i think we're all quite excited that we've managed because you see a lot of bands are getting quite you know they'll get maybe two three maybe even four tunes out mm. um just but just with covid and other commitments you know this one's you know, it's been on the cards for a while. Maybe it took us a bit longer than maybe what we would have liked. But no, we're all really, really quite excited to get this out. Right. It took took longer than we wanted to get it recorded because we were booked into the studio and the night before we were due to go there, we'd just come off stage and got a message from the guy saying, oh, I'm feeling horrendous, can't do you this right. weekend. And then it was, oh, we need to find another guy. And I think it was about... I think we got lucky and it was just short of three months. We had a free weekend and he had a free weekend and we could fit it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, and thankfully this time the mixing took a bit, but the mastering is a bit quicker, but we've had previous ones where it's just been an ongoing saga for God knows how long. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good to be finally getting out. Cause I think initially I was like, I want to release in, I think I initially said March, and then because we didn't record till the end of January, it's like, right, April, it's going out in April. <laughs> it kept slipping out. We were, right, when the Calvary gig was announced, like, right, we'll tie it in with that. There's our target, just get it out. Yeah, so, well, it's... The, the, the label that we've signed on to, the guy there, he kind of pushed it to that date as well, didn't he, Fraser? Because he was like, no, let's yeah. let's. Let's do it around, you know, this gig and get a bit of hype. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, it's it's good just to be uh, releasing something, saying, hi, we're still here, we're back. 
It's like yeah, it's no, been def- a long time. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, and it it does make um, sense, I guess, as well to try and tie it in um, with with the cavern as well. Um, but just before we go on to talk about that, um, just on on the back of sorry, on the back of the back of the queue, um, kind of like what is there like a, a theme or or a message at all within within the song as, as as to like what you're you know what what's the song is is about? What's the message? Yeah, um, I think. I, I kind of, while I was writing it, I was spending a lot of time thinking about my kids while I was doing it because I think the line about strawberry juice on my shoulder was about mm-hmm. one of my daughters when she was tiny and she was making a complete mess of eating her dinner. <laughs> she was eating, I think it might have actually been blueberries she was eating, but strawberries seemed to fit better. With yeah. <laughs> I was wearing a white t-shirt and I just ended up with this massive handprint all over it. I've got strawberry juice on my shoulder. I might use that eventually. So a couple of years later, I did. Uh, but it's, I don't. I don't know if I don't even even know if the lyrics even translates. But my thought process during it was just a bit. Yeah, sometimes you've got to you change your priorities and realize other people have changed their priorities, and you're not number one anymore for them. And just like accepting things change around you, you can't help it, you're going to get older, everyone else's. They say buildings all change, um, just places and all that. It's kind of just a bit about that. It's... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I think obviously I've obviously been very fortunate to hear it and I, and I personally think it's a fantastic song um, and I think that it's going to get a great uh, rea- reception um, and reaction as well um, come come Friday. Um, but you've obviously also, well, within the band, you've got um, three songwriters, I think I'm right in saying. So kind of like then what in terms of, um, you know, getting songs heard, what, what's sort of like the dynamic and sort of having it, you know, songs recorded, how, how do you make that decision? Um, and in terms of, you know, for the for the songwriters, is it, is it very much a case of, right, this is the song and you're going to play it like this, this is this is the idea, or is it very much a case of, yeah, I've got the lyrics and this is the guitar part, but everyone else is then allowed to sort of, you know, contribute their own parts to, to yeah, the song? I'll, How does it work? I'll quite often, when I'm writing one, I tend to, there'll be a long gap between them, but then when I get one, it's bang and it's done and I'll do the the usual the little phone demo play and it send it to everybody and then it goes in and it just morphs completely because everyone will go like Sean will go oh, can I play like this on it mm-hmm. and Chris will be oh we could do this with it and Greg's like well what do you want me to do on bass and I'll give him a tiny brief and then off he goes and everyone brings their own stuff to the party so to speak with it which is great and that's kind of why they don't if, if you were just taking the initial acoustic demos of all my stuff, you could probably go, I right, that's all really similar to each other. Right, but when okay, yes, yeah, yeah. their stuff in, it yeah. morphs it away from that a bit. Oh, like, I don't know, stops the inbreeding and follows <laughs> all the dodgy bits and gets out of that. Chris, he'll he'll kind of do similar. He'll do his own little bit and then it comes in and it gets chopped and changed because he's he comes up with mental structures and everything that give everybody headaches. But once it clicks, it's it can be pretty amazing to hear. Yeah. 
but sometimes it's like, no, you're going to have to dumb it down. I can't play it like that. I can't sing it like that. And Sean, his main contribution is he'll be sitting at home just pissing a ball on his guitar and I'd say, oh, I've got this riff. He'll come in and play it and everyone's like, what's that? Oh, it's just something I came up with. And then it's normally Chris will then take it, cut it to bits and go, right, so that's this chord, that's this chord here, that's this chord here, that's it. And then off he goes. Yeah, sure. And, and is it then kind of like, you know, in terms of actually like either recording or releasing the songs, is it sort of quite a straightforward process or is there like a, how he was describing with the, with the band name um, situation, is it very much a case of, you know, almost sort of like pulling it out of a hat, but not doing it like that, if that makes sense? I don't know. No, I, think, I think we generally just go with what's sounding good. Yeah. yeah. We're playing it. And Sean, <laughs> you said pretty early on with Back in the Queue, that's the next single, didn't you? Oh, and you straight away. I just, it was so us. It was very, you know, it's indie. It's got a, an old vibe, which we've which we've kind of got about. It was, yeah, I, I, I just felt when Fraser came with that, I was like, this is good. I think this will be the next one. Yeah, sure. So sort of, yeah, but Okay. So kind of like then um, maybe for people that haven't heard uh, Monza Express yet, how would you describe your sound in three words? Indie pop and roll. Yeah. Liking it. Like that. Very good. Very straight to the point as well. So kind of like then, obviously, as we said there, the new single uh, is out on Friday. Um, So apart from um, listening to that track, what would you say, what would you recommend is like the one song that would kind of like be like an entry point um, for someone listening to Monza Express for the very first time? Is this including the new single, sorry? Uh, sorry, excluding, well, in in addition to the new single, sorry. Um, I, I, my choice would be Lady Bell. Yeah, I was going to say probably Lady Bell. Yeah, that probably is a good, a good, good idea of what we're about. Yeah, well, it's obviously the, uh, the previous single, fan- fantastic song. Um, and I think actually it was my uh, own personal um, sort of entry point, so to speak, into the band. So uh, great choice. So let's um, let's have a little talk then um, about gigs. Um, so before we go on to the uh, talking about the Cavern Club, um, I really wanted to get your thoughts um, on Mike Kerr of Royal Blood. Um, obviously labelling the crowd um, pathetic, didn't he? Um, at the Radio 1 uh, big weekend uh, in Dundee last weekend. Um, so kind of like, did, did you feel that he was justified in saying and acting um, in the way that he did? Or was he, you know, way off way off point? I don't think he's justified in the slightest no. with it. No way. I mean... There could have been, you just, there could have been, you know, there, there, in fact, there will have been loads of people there who are probably just standing at the main stage waiting for who they want to see and then Royal Blood comes on. So there's a, there was going to be a lot of people there that maybe weren't into them and didn't know who they were. But that was his, that was his platform. That was his opportunity to show yeah. him to then go and you know, make such a fuss and then walk off stage with his fingers up. I just, he was, ah, you can, you can, you can understand him being dickish if they were booing him or chucking piss at him or something. But yeah. 
There were just. I mean, I didn't watch it. I've only the only clips I've seen is his rant. But yeah. even while he's doing that, you can still hear people trying to cheer. Mm. Yeah, and he's not. He's not going. Yeah, this one's for you guys, but I cheer and anything. He's just like, oh no, you, I'll clap because you won't clap. Fuck off. No, I actually think if you, I think title entitled is a small word for it. The way he was acting, the, the drummer looked confused to me at one point because mm. when when he walked off, his drum the drummer was there, almost like te- like telling people to smile. He was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I wonder if there's going to be an argument between the two of them when they both get backstage. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit, um, it was a bit, uh, a bit strange, I think, wasn't it? And you know, I would have, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't listen to Radio One, so I don't, I don't know what they're listening, you know, what, what music they particularly play, but I'd imagine it's, it's what's in the, in the chart. Um, and surely yeah. whoever booked the gig for Royal Blood or even the band themselves would have been aware. The yeah, well, that's you know that they're going to be playing in front of you know. Saying that they took the gig knowing and they'd have seen the lineup, knowing who's there. So what are they expecting? Mm. Yeah, I mean you're not going to get your you know normal royal blood, <laughs> royal blood audience, you know. But hey, it's um a good opportunity I think for you know in terms of exposure. But and maybe as everyone as everyone says, you know. You know, there's nothing like bad press. It, you know, good all press is good press, or whatever the saying is. Um, but I think that they've probably turned off. Uh, oh, he's massive shot himself in the foot. I bet I think there were a lot of people for that. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of Royal Blood, and I did think he was being a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So obviously, you guys, um, you're going to be playing uh, the iconic Cavern Club um, on Thursday. Uh, Thursday evening rolling into into Friday. Um, so kind of like then, how excited are you to be playing uh, such an iconic venue? Honestly, can't wait. I've it's one of those. I fifteen year old me is still going mental about it <laughs> because and then current age me, I'll leave out what it is. <laughs> I'm a bit like I genuinely thought the chance for something like this had long since gone it was never going to happen so to get the chance was just it was when we were recording back of the queue um i got home from the studio and i'd seen another band from aberdeen the vapor trails that they were playing the international pop overthrow and had played it last year mm. so i just thought i'll go have a look and see if we can register for it and there was nothing on the site, so I messaged the guy on Facebook, the International Pop Overflow page, and just said, is there a way to register so we could maybe play next year? And he replied saying, oh, what? where can I hear your stuff? And I said, oh, just been in the studio. I've got the rough mixes now if you want to hear of them. And then... I was waiting on a reply and there was nothing. And a bit later, it pings. He says, oh, I've just listened to your stuff on Spotify. We'd love to have you down. I was like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent the group a message the next morning saying, might be getting asked about a festival in June. Everyone keep it free. I didn't want to say anything <laughs> in case it didn't happen. And then it was... I, and eventually, it's sort of like right, it's the cavern for this thing, and then we were all so quiet about. It. I think we'd maybe told 
wives and that was it. No yeah. one else was getting to hear about it because we've had our fingers burned before when we were like, oh, we're going to be doing this and something quite good and then it all falls to shit and nothing happens. So like, everyone quiet, like, just wait till it's confirmed, wait till it's confirmed. <laughs> and I was like, yes, we're playing the fucking cover. <laughs> Brilliant. And proper bucket list moment. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, and is, and is that the same for you as well, Sean? You know, in terms of you know, like a, as as Fraser just said, there a, bu- a bucket list moment. Oh yeah, definitely. Everybody's heard of the Cavern Club. I'm speaking to people, tell, like they've seen obviously the posts on Facebook, and you know they've come up and saying, "Oh my God, I see that you're playing the Cavern." You know, it's just the, the, I can't wait. I'm absolutely buzzing. I know the guys are as well. Can't Great. wait. Great stuff. Well, it sounds like, you know, can hear how excited you are. So um yeah, from from myself, like, yeah, good good luck with it. I'm you know, I'm looking forward to um to hopefully seeing a few clips and, and stuff across the um across the socials. Um but kind of like as well, just staying with gigs. Um, have you got any mem any memories at all of um any good or bad gigs um that Monza Express have done that you can that you can share with us? Um I would personally, I don't know if Fraser would agree, I think my favourite gig that we've played, we supported, I don't know if you've heard of uh, a band from Fife called Shambolics. Yeah, <laughs> go back quite a way with Shambolics, absolutely love them. So we've seemed to have struck up quite a decent relationship with them, but uh, it was, I think, it, we've played with them twice. But um, There was one of them that they brought like we we managed to get a decent enough crowd in, but we saw the 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 venue that we played quite or we've played quite a lot, Cafe Drummonds. There was people queuing out the door. There was the crowd barrier. It was absolutely buzzing. It was uh, that's been my favourite one that we've played so far. I, you know, we have played other. We, we're fortunate enough to play like the Beach Ballroom, which is a bigger venue. The Beatles have actually played there as well. I don't know. There was just a buzz about this particular gig with Shambolics at Cafe yeah, Drummonds. That shambolics one was magic. It was the first one out of lockdown. Yeah. So I, I can't remember how long gigs had been allowed again, but it was seen as a very big deal. It was, <clears throat> I think, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think I'm, it was definitely one of the first sellouts in Aberdeen after the lockdown restrictions had lifted because it was like September 21 or something. And yeah, it was, it was such a good night. Um, and we played pretty fucking well as well on the night as well. It wasn't just it's it's great because because of it's busy and everything. It was we actually did play really well. It was kind of a like we're but everyone's back and the whole place was just bouncing with it. Um, we've we've played we've had a few good gigs. We've had ones where we've things felt like we were in this sense and oh that was better than the last one that was better we played really well we've had we've had some howlers as well like anybody has <laughs> there's been a couple of times where someone's had a bit too many before we've went on and they've arsed it up i think we've all took a turn with that um, we've had ones where the venue's practically empty and you're expecting more i don't know yeah yeah that every i think everyone in an indie band has had those kind of nights. Playing to the bar staff. Yeah, playing to the bar staff. <laughs> the other bands haven't even bothered to watch. <laughs> yeah, I like that 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 one always makes me a little bit confused to be honest, bands not watching other bands. Um, oh. but 
you know, hey, we're all here to support each other in, in my view. But yeah, that's that's a strange yeah. one to me. So um kind of like as well, what's your favorite Monza Express song uh, to play live? <laughs> one that's 75 seconds long that we usually put in <laughs> <laughs> called My Band. <laughs> That's my favorite, anyway. <laughs> I, uh, my band's fun. Um, I like. What do I like playing live? There's, there's quite a few I like to play live. Uh, there's one. There's one called Picture House. We sometimes do, and it's one where when everything goes right, I think it's out of this world sound, and it's one Chris wrote. I think he said he wrote it in the nineties or something. What's that? I'm saying he didn't make it very hard for me. It was very technical for me. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculously fiddly for Sean. But like I say, it's one of those when when everybody times everything right, it's absolutely brilliant. I think, and it's great fun. I I I love playing Lady Bell. Um, you're not supposed to pick favorite kids, but Lady Bell's mine. (laughs) <laughs> that is very true you're not <laughs> um if you had um a musical time machine um what era of music would you like to be transported back to uh, and why i'm heading to the 60s to watch the beatles and i'm not coming back <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll go i'll go to like 1963 in fact no i want to go back further i want to go to hamburg with them as well yeah watch all that so i'll go to like 1960 or 61 Watch them in Hamburg, then the cavern, then back to Hamburg, and then just follow them around as they get bigger and bigger. And then, <laughs> like, they do Shea Stadium in 65 and 66. Now, when they stop touring, I'll go hang out with the monkeys for a bit. <laughs> sounds brilliant. Sounds great. And, I'll, and then, and then I'll, I'll head along to Savile Row for the rooftop concert. I don't know what I'm going to do after that, but I'll find something. <laughs> <laughs> And how and how about you, Sean? Um, so I have not got as good a knowledge of the sixties and seventies as Fraser does, and I do sometimes hear it. Quite he will. To, he will tomorrow after the drive. So, don't, I don't I, know he's got six hours in a car with me. I picking the tunes. I maybe would follow Fraser just to get a bit more of an idea of what it was all about. There you go. <laughs> well, it's a great, uh, great two. Well, two great choices there. I don't think there'll be many people disagreeing uh, with you, to be honest. Um, so, kind of like as you know, um, here at this is the music. Um, we like to shine a light um, on up and coming bands uh, like Monza Express that are, you know, trying to establish their way um, on the new music scene. So, kind of like over sort of like the last twelve months or so, what sort of bands? Um, or solo artists have you been listening to that have um, that have caught your eye? Well, like unsigned bands and artists. Yeah, mainly mainly unsigned bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like mm. Box of Trash. We released their album was it last year or this year? I can't even remember now. But uh, I've listened yeah. to that a lot. I've stuck up a bit of friendship with those guys. Yeah. Um. So that's really good. I like. Like Sean's already said, we love shambolic stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I love it. And the, the, you know yourself, we're brand new guys to speak to. And yeah, yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> there's a. We were fortunate enough to be part of a, an album, a compilation album of, um, was it was it all unsigned? Yeah. Maybe not all 
Yeah. Oh, bands, and there's one on there. They had a track first of first on the album, Spires. Yeah. Listen to some of this. I don't know if you've ever had a chat with them. Ah, they're they're decent. Very very good. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't haven't had a chat yet. But um, yeah, maybe I'll have to uh, point point myself in their direction at some point. Yeah. Um, and and just sorry, just going back as well. Shout out. Um, as well to Colin, uh, obviously Boxer Trash, uh, new manager yeah. as well, and uh, he's obviously doing great, great things um, with those guys um, as well. So, well, so obviously spoken um, a little bit about the immediate plans uh, with Monza Express this year. Obviously, back of the queue coming out um, on Friday, um, and obviously the Cavern Club um, on Thursday evening. Um, but kind of like then, what are the what are the rest of the plans for twenty twenty three? Um. Plan is we've got another single will come out by the end of the year. Um, we the first time we've released two in a year, which is a nice jump off for us. Um, it's all recorded and mixed and mastered. It just needs the other bits done. So once this one's out and everything is done, what it needs to do, we'll start looking at that. So probably towards the tail end of the year, there's a few gigs coming up in Aberdeen we're currently working on still not being able to announce anything yet but they are there and there's a Glasgow debut in the works as well wow brilliant well obviously sounds like um it's going to be a really exciting um you know couple of months um looking ahead for you boys um but Fraser and Sean um that is the end of the this is the music meets podcast um thank you both very much uh for coming on um, and sharing the uh, the Monza Express story, um, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, but before we let you go, um, can you just let the listeners know uh, what social media platforms um, they can find Monza Express on? On you go, Sean. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, you can find us on from Facebook. We are on Instagram and we are on Twitter. And I think Fraser has even got us on TikTok. He has, yes. There's the odd uh, little gem pops up on there at weekends. Yeah, so... All, there's all a YouTube social... channel as well. Yeah, they're all monitored actively by at least Fraser. Um, so, yeah, you can catch us on all of them. Brilliant, great stuff. And we we will include um, those links in the episode bio um, along as well with the because uh, you're on Spotify and obviously an, an Apple Music um, as well. Um, Back of the Queue um, is released on Friday the 2nd of June and is going to be available um, on all streaming and download platforms. Um, Monza Express, uh, thanks again uh, for coming on the This Is The Music Meets podcast. Um, wish you all the best of luck um, in the world with the uh, single release on Friday and obviously the gig on Thursday at the Cavern. Thanks very much. Thank you Thank very you. much for having us. Cheers. Cheers for that. All that leaves me to say is to thank everyone for listening to the latest This Is The Music Meets podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss out on any brand new episodes. And if you're loving the podcast, then please show us some love by giving us a five-star rating and written review, as it really does help the artists we interview to be discovered. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again very soon.